Good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Stephen Kartstein. I am the marketing and program manager at the Elks Theater and Performing Arts Center, and I'd like you to—I'd like to invite you to this month's episode of Under the Elks uh, podcast, where we discuss everything Elks. And today, I have some very new and interesting guests. I uh, have sitting next to me on my left, uh, Jennifer Ward, who is the assistant business manager at the Elks Theater, and Maxine Dillahanty, the docent coordinator uh, at the Elks Theater. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Good yes, morning, I'm Steve. happy to have you. Thank you. Uh, Jennifer, let's start with you a little bit. Why don't we um, tell, us a tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, how you became involved with the theater, how long you've been there, what your responsibilities are? Okay. All right. So almost nine years ago, um, I was homeschooling my children and decided I needed a job, and this job literally fell into my lap. Um, and that was nine years ago. Did you and have any theater experience or no, anything? None, no, no. I'd been in HR for many years and office, obviously, experience, but in the corporate world. Right. And so this was a much different endeavor. Um, okay. So nine years later, here we are. Okay. And day-to-day um, -day functions absolutely vary. Can be on the phone all day long. Could be up and down the stairs all day long, running reports, doing all kinds of things, which is nice, which kind of mimics HR, which I think is one reason I like it, is that no day is ever the so, same. Okay, so if you're on the phone, what is it? You're, are you working with uh, groups? Are you working with individuals? Are individuals, you, yeah. Are you selling tickets? Mm -hmm. um, is it uh, people calling you looking to schedule their bands and theater productions? All of the things. All of the things? All of the things, yeah. A lot of phone work that I do personally would be selling tickets, you know, taking care of patrons. They have issues, they have questions, things like that. Um, you know, dealing with the production companies, right? And the community, a lot of community things. Okay. Um, you know, raffles, like, things like for that. Instance, come, they'll they'll come to us and say we're having a, an event. Um, we'd like you to donate tickets. We are a rental facility, so we cannot just take all the tickets we want and give them away. Right. So then I get on the phone or I get on email and I, I go to our production companies and ask, okay. you know, would you be willing to donate tickets for this cause? And the answer is almost always yes, which is great. That's excellent. Uh, so a lot of the shows that you do are outside production companies? Almost always, yeah. Almost always. Yeah, we don't produce anything ourselves. We're not a theater troupe. Okay. Um, we're not a band. Do you partner with any groups, either locally or? Yeah, sometimes we'll co-produce with local groups, especially if it's a fundraiser of of sorts. Um, yeah, we do all kinds of things. We'll ha we have dance recitals in there. Last night we had a school come in and do their annual play, if you will. That was the Skyview School. That was Skyview School. Okay. They come every year. Um, weddings, dance oh. recitals, all nice. kinds of things. Yeah, concerts. Nice. Um, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. What do you like most about being there? Everything. I have everything. the best job in the world. <laughs> uh, I do. Um, I do. I do. I love everything. I am a people person. I love dealing with our patrons. You you grow to actually love some of these people. Um, you just do. I just, I love the public. And it's, How big is the team that's there? Uh, oh, boy. Small. Really? Um Colette is our theater manager. We've got Bob, who does a lot of our tech and some of our facilities work. 
Um, and then we just brought on um, my son and daughter to work there as well. And they do all kinds of things. They grew up here, literally grew up in the theater. So for nine years, they've been listening and watching and learning. And, and these two kiddos could probably take over if something happened. So, um, so it's great. And then with the help of our docents who we would fall apart without literally um we just we have a nice tight team or family we are very family. nice mm -hmm. so tell me about the theater itself uh can you give me a little roundabout of its history and what it what your purpose is in the community right now okay so history i'm going to leave to maxine because she <laughs> she knows so much more than i do um community-wise uh, we definitely have outreach programs we've got scholarship programs that we're involved in, um, and that's really our main goal now, especially that we're a nonprofit, um, and you're obviously involved in a lot of that as well. So we're raising money for high school students um, for actually actual you know scholarship funds, as long as it's within the arts, um, and then performing arts, performing arts, right? right. Yep, and then um, you know band instruments. There are a lot of families out there that can't afford certain things, but their children want or need to be involved in, well, buy instruments or, or dance shoes or dance lessons, things like that, where we're reaching out to real specific families and children um, who need help. So that feels good. Good. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah. And other than are there things you're looking forward to do down the down the line or uh, are we just going to are you looking to just absorb these and, and then think I think about right it now that? we'll probably absorb these things. Um, definitely community everything. You know, we want to do so much of that and there's so much to be done in so many different ways to do that. So mm -hmm. um, but we'll definitely get our feelers out a little bit more as time goes on and you know, we figure out what makes sense for excellent Preston. excellent yeah there was one thing that I wanted to mention that because uh, the you mentioned the instrument donations and the right. scholarship programs uh, we just awarded uh, three new scholarships to Prescott High School students uh, they were notified last week Good, that yeah. they were the recipients uh, it was wonderful mm -hmm. we gave away one last year uh, three this year, mm -hmm. so we're hoping to continue on that train mm -hmm. next year. Yep. Um, so they're very excited individuals. Yep. Um, also on the music side, uh, we just donated uh, two trombones to Prescott Middle School, and uh, there and, and three cases I think it was, which uh, was the first time it. we've actually reached out and done that. Um, but one thing I wanted to mention to the community at large is that we also accept there well say you have a, a clarinet sitting in the closet mm -hmm. and you're not using it uh, we would be happy to accept that and find it a new home right. so it would be used in you know the art education the music education of some local student uh, good working order uh, we can't take pianos unfortunately because <laughs> Nowhere to put them. Nowhere to put them. <laughs> but if anything else, you know, if you have something that you're looking to, you know, move from your house, we'll be happy to take it from you and find it a good place and uh, with some local person. Um, <clears throat> okay. Um, as far as the goals of the program, are you doing anything special to work towards achieving them? Or? As far as the community outreach, mm -hmm. one thing that we do um, would be the Wednesday night movies. And those run almost all year long. We take a couple of small breaks, mm -hmm. um, mainly for our own sanity sometimes. <laughs> um, but the movies are a cash donation only. 
and you, you know, a family, so there's no a charge. Large family can literally come in, you know, maybe a family who couldn't afford to go to a movie typically and take the whole family mm -hmm. and do the popcorn and the soda and the candy. They can come in. Right. The whole lot of them, you know, and our concessions are extremely um, reasonable. And so we just want people to get in here. And then those donations that come in the door go right back into community outreach. Um, that will also pay for the rights to the movies. Um, that does cost money. Mm -hmm. So we put that back in there and buy the rights for the next um, stack of movies. And, and you know, we're always looking for people to suggest things. We're not beyond that either. If you want to say right. something, say so, you know, and okay. we'll see if we can get it on the schedule. So it's, it's really, really nice. During the summer, that is put together with the downtown um, concert series um, on the square. So where they used to do the movies on the square, mm -hmm. they're now doing that Wednesday night movie within the theater. So that's where people will go. And it draws a lot of people. And people are really enjoying the atmosphere. And this is the second year you've done this partnership, correct? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, this is the second summer with, with the city and the downtown and partnership. I remember last year was uh, the movies are selected by the partnership correct uh or? we we chose them oh you chose them okay mm -hmm. i yep. thought it was the other way around yeah okay. no we're choosing the movies we chose them last year too and okay. you know we try to get a you know a varied you know a variety right yeah some girls night out kind mm -hmm. of things and kiddos and stuff like that so cool yeah. very cool yeah. all right excellent we'll talk a little bit more about what's coming up uh, okay. in a little bit but i'd like to turn to uh, Maxine a little bit and uh, Maxine why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how you became involved with the uh, Elks Theatre and Performing Arts Center. Well my name is Maxine Dillahunty. I'm a retired registered nurse. My husband and I moved to Prescott uh, 15 years ago. I love history. I love Victorian costuming and the theater just filled that bill in both costuming and history. Wow. And have you, how long have you lived in Prescott? 15 years. 15 years? Yes. Okay. Where'd you come from? Southern California. Southern California. As everybody does. As everybody does. Yes, indeed. I'm <laughs> San <too>. Diego. <laughs> absolutely. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how did you get involved? Was it, did you answer an advertisement? Did you just walk in the door and say, hi, I'm here? I... A friend of mine and I were invited to join the Elks Foundation, the Elks Opera House Foundation. Okay. Uh, and then they invited us also to uh, put together a group of uh, people that would be primarily uh, doing fundraising. Okay. Uh, at that time, Elizabeth Ruffner was well into raising funds to restore the theater. So this was in the late 2007, yes. eight, nines eight, area? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When you, when you came on board. Okay. Yeah. So you, you were there for the remodel of the actual theater, oh, yes. the return. The uh, Elks Opera House Guild started in November of 2008. Okay. Very good. Very good. And were, did you have a specific role in the remodel or were you just there generally to assist? No. Uh, we were generally there to uh, assist. We did not have a role in the remodeling itself. Okay. Um, but when it all came together, we were there in full force. There was about 60 of us. We maintain a membership right around 60 all the time. 
And you're all volunteers, correct? And we're all volunteers, yes. And we provide our own costume. So you make the costume like what you're wearing right yes. now is yes. show everybody the hat. That's <laughs> it's really neat. Um, and, <laughs> and these are all made by the guild members. They are made by the members themselves. I used to, when I was sewing more, would make costumes for others. Uh, but in general, we have a costume, well, a costumer, a lady, Sue McDonald, that mm -hmm. uh, makes costumes now. Uh, and she's wonderful. She does great work. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know Sue. She does a good job. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely neat. So, why don't you spend a few minutes tell us a little bit about the history of the theater itself, and going back to its origination and through you know current dates. Well, the th the theater, the building was made in 1904. The theater was added in 1905. Opened on February 20th. Uh, in the middle of the winter time, uh, to a live uh, production of Marta and the Lowlands, uh, which was done by a traveling theater group at that time. Uh, and it, well, it did open as the Elks Opera House, but by October of that year, the movies had already started coming into the theater, mm -hmm. and by 1910, the movies was the primary uh, entertainment preferred by the And these would have been country. silent? These were silent films, yes. Right. The first film to play at the theater was uh, Palace of the Arabian Nights <laughs> <laughs> in October of 1905. Um, I've not seen that one. You know, I, I, <laughs> I missed that one on Turner Classic, too. So, <laughs> And then, then, of course, the... Uh, talkies came. The problem with the talkies was we didn't have a sound system to uh, to do the wording. But nonetheless, uh, we opened and with the talkies uh, in the mid twenties. Right. Jazz singer was the first uh, real full talk talkie. Yeah, the Al Jolson <laughs> yeah. movie. Yes. yes. Okay. By the late thirties, the theater had become basically a movie house. And in 1940, uh, the, uh, they started the first renovation of the theater to make it more uh, acceptable to the movies at okay. that time. Modernization? Uh, modern, and that was the main thing. They just wanted to modernize it and make it pay and have right. the people come. Uh, they didn't do any uh, live uh, shows after that for years. At that time, they, they took out the beautiful boxes that everybody just loves the boxes and covered all the front of the theater with paint and plywood. Right. That's what I call it. Uh, it didn't do anything for the aesthetics of the beautiful theater, but it did modernize it and make it, uh, well, I like to say pay for itself, but small theaters really never quite pay for themselves. Right. Uh, so the, fir the biggest renovation at that time was in around 1945. Okay. And between 1945 and it, it, and it passed into private hands? 
um, from person to person? It, or? Well, the, the Elks, the Benevolent Protective Order of the Elks built the theater, owned it, until around 1968 when they sold it. Okay. Uh, and they did uh, sell it to pri in private hands. Uh, but they separated the building from the theater, which was under the uh, management of Claude Klein for years, uh, to condo offices upstairs where businessmen uh, owned their own space. So up in the theater, was the theater proper was business offices? Uh, or up, up in the building in the performing arts in the performing arts center. Yes. Okay, got it. Okay, I'm just thinking of your office up yeah. there in the right. In and the how top many people there. does that? Uh, exactly. Two, if you're lucky. <laughs> Her uh, and Colette's office is in what was the uh, projection room right. when it was a movie. Yep. Right. A movie okay. theater. Very good. So once it moved into private hands. Um, did it did it maintain its movie house? Did people try to change it, uh, make it somewhere else, something else? Well, they used it for several different things. Probably the most popular, and the thing that the public generally misses the most is when they stopped doing the Christmas shows. Uh, but the theater. Pretty much, it had its good days and bad days, mm -hmm. uh, or years actually, when it uh, was hardly functioning. Mm -hmm. um, but in uh, the 60s, they sold it. And uh, around the 1970s, Elizabeth Ruffner took the theater on as a mission. Right to save it from, and I often say, from being a parking lot right, for the yeah. business people upstairs. Because there was talk about knocking yes. it down and, and turning it into something yes. else, a new business or office yeah. or something like that. Was the, was the um, function, uh, when did the city come in to the, the theater itself? The city came in in about 2000 okay. and bought the theater. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> <laughs> the, the city's ownership of the, we were talking about the city's ownership of the theater itself and, and how, so they owned it for about literally 10 years is yes. all, really. Yes, until so. it was uh, purchased by EPAC Foundation. Right. Uh, ETPAC is the Elks Theater Performing Arts Center Foundation, which owns uh, the theater and the Performing Arts Center uh, at this point. Um, and excellent, excellent. So now the theater was purchased by the foundation and uh, it went through its, there really wasn't any remodel or anything that went yeah. on there. It just took it, took it over. Well, actually the, the remodeling started just before it was purchased by at PAC, okay. uh, thanks to the fundraising efforts of uh, the Guild, which was part of our original function, even though we didn't hold a candle to the $1,250,000 <laughs> that was donated by the James Family Trust right. for the renovation. And when you have a, a renovation of that magnitude, you have to have significant right. uh, 
seed money mm -hmm. so that the uh, contractors and the uh, builders feel comfortable in right. starting the project because right. it was a major project. Right, right, right. Excellent, excellent. And ever, ever, since the purchase by the foundation, smooth sailing. It, it, yes, it has been uh, smooth sailing, I yeah. think. Excellent, excellent. Uh, yeah. So just to backtrack a little bit to the docents, um, you mentioned that there are approximately 60 of you and you maintain that level of membership and that you're all volunteers. Uh, what is your mission uh, here in the community? Our mission with the Elks Theater is to preserve, promote, and support the Elks Theater. Okay. And okay. we do that, we preserve by uh, being in historic costume, uh, from and our period is from 1860 to about 1912 when Arizona became a state. Right. Um, whenever the theater is open, we are there in costume uh, to remind people that this is a historic theater and it is a Prescott treasure. Excellent. Excellent. If people wanted to get in touch with you or your organization to volunteer, how would they do that? Well, I think probably one of the easiest ways is to come into the theater. We are there uh, Tuesday through Friday every week <coughs> from uh, 10 to 2. Mm -hmm. uh, and we do tours, sell tickets, uh, and uh, are proud to show off our theater. But if people are interested in becoming a docent, come in and take a tour and let us tell you about okay. the things that we do. Okay, and the tours, uh, do they cost anything? No, the tours are always free and they're always individual. If you come in as a one, you will get a, the same tour. If, then is, if you come in with a group of t 10 or 20. Excellent, excellent. And uh, as far as the educational process of the docents, is it something that is, you, you, how long does it take to get them up to speed on the history and knowledge of the actual theater? Well, that particular job is one of the things that I do is orienting the docents. Uh, and actually it's quite simple. I usually, I have them come in, I go through a full tour telling them all about the theater, uh, our history, and um, go over the paperwork. <laughs> There's always right, paperwork. Right. Uh, and then we always put them with somebody else for the particular job that they're going to do. An experienced that, individual. An experienced docent that is ushering uh, or standing at the door right. our uh, male members always uh, lean toward the security part right. <laughs> of the theater, and we love having them. They they're there in their long black frock coats and their black hats, looking very sophisticated very and handsome. and tough yeah. and mm -hmm. handsome. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of them too. A lot of the men are retired police officers. Right. Sure things like that yes. so they're great for security who's who's the gentleman in the civil war garb 
or that I've seen Dale. Is oh, that that's Dale? probably Dale. Dale. Probably Dale. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He looks pretty sharp. He looks, that's that's a great looking uniform. He's so great. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Absolutely. Our, I did tell you that our costuming period is from the 1860s right. to uh, mid 19, about 1912. Uh, but we found early on that you really cannot usher in hoops and petticoats. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, so we don't, we don't encourage the, right. the ladies to go for the 1860 period. Not, not the antebellums. No. Yeah, <laughs> and so we're beautiful. finding now that the theater uh, was open during the Edwardian period. Oh, really? Uh, and even though I am very personally fond of the Victorian because I think the costuming in Victorian is just beautiful. But a lot of our ladies are choosing to go the Edwardian look because they don't have the tight corsets and the uh, laces and the, and the petticoats. So the, the, the outfits are period correct then? As we close do, as they can be. We do our best to be period correct. But I also remind our ladies that we, are, we represent the theater. Right. We are not Charlotte Hall. Don't mm -hmm. have to, people don't look at us and say, oh, that's perfect. You know, they, they have to. Right. Um, we, we, we want to present the look. Okay, very good, very good. And are you doing anything special to support the, the theater? Is there anything that you want to mention to well, the group? Well, aside them? of the... <laughs> <laughs> for the 6,000 hours that we donate in volunteer time to, um, to the theater, mm -hmm. we also do fashion shows uh, for which we get uh, a small remittance for. Okay. Uh, we participate in the 4th of July parade, the Christmas parade, to promote the theater Very and good. the guild. Uh, good. So. If somebody wanted to invite you to their event, is that a possibility of something you do, or is that not something? Well, sometimes to be invited to an event, it depends on the event. If it really doesn't have that much to do with the theater mm -hmm. or the guild and things that we do, we occasionally turn them down. Okay. But uh, if it does have something that will promote the theater uh, and the period, we are always glad to attend. And we do great fashion shows. Matter of fact, tomorrow, uh, and we are having our annual tea and fashion show and the fashion show this year is called Corsets to Congress. And it's, all, <laughs> it's the history of women's suffrage in the United States. Sounds wonderful. And I'm happy to say, though I regret having to say, that we are sold out. Yeah. Wow. But because we are sold out, we have decided to do another, a repeat performance this fall. Oh, excellent. So everybody that couldn't get tickets for tomorrow's tea and fashion show 
we'll have an opportunity to get it in the fall. Excellent. Make sure I'm looped in there somewhere. Okay. So. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, excellent. Well, Jennifer, why don't we uh, talk a little bit about what's coming up at the theater? Uh, I know you have movies. You're into it's starting up with the summer series. Uh -huh. And then you've got a whole slew of shows coming up in the month of May. A slew of shows. We've got a slew of shows all year long. In fact, I think we're pretty well... Slewed up? <laughs> yeah. Yes, which is so crazy. But um, yeah, so the movies this um, this month, and I'll just read off of here. We've got the Blues Brothers um, movie. We've got, that's on the 15th of May. We've got uh, Chicago, so more of a musical then. So we go with comedy. We do, like I said, try to mix it up. So mm -hmm. that it, we've got different groups coming in. Um, so Chicago will be on May 22nd. And then on the 29th, we've got Coco for the Babies. That's a very recent movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so that'll be fun. And, and sometimes in the summertime too, we'll take that that Wednesday night movie that's for the kiddos, and we'll show it in the morning. We've done that before. So, but we'll let you know as a community whether or not we're going to do that. So movies are all at the same time, same day. Seven o'clock Wednesday evenings. Set your clock. Set your clock. Be there. Wander in. I mean, really, as late as six forty-five. We hold just under 500 people. We're not going to, yep. you know, and you're going to get a seat. Right. And, and you're going to love it. Yeah. And this is donation only. Donation so if, only. You know, it's a, a dollar get you in the door. A dollar will get you in the door. Yeah. Yeah. 25 cents will get you in the door, yeah. to be honest. You know, we've got people, we'll have a couple come in and, and drop, you know, 50 to $100 as a donation. And then we'll have a family of seven come in and say, this is all I've got. And, mm -hmm. Those are the ones I love because that's really <laughs> catering to these folks who maybe couldn't take their kids, you know. Right. Um, popcorn, soda, candy, water, all $2. We do have a beer and wine license. So we have beer um, mm -hmm. and wine for $4 and $6. For adults, not the kids. For adults, I mean, less, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, oh, and champagne, ladies. <laughs> champagne. Mm -hmm. So, um, very affordable. Excellent. Very fun. Yeah. Um, it's okay. good stuff. It's good Perfect. stuff. And yeah. what, uh, what shows are coming up? And then as far as things happening in May, um, concert-wise, we've got really, I was looking at this list while Maxine was talking to, and, and we've got quite an array of things. So a lot of what we bring in, um, or these production companies bring in, are tribute shows. Um, they're not necessarily, you know, acting like that person, right. but they're, they're paying a tribute to the music, which is... A lot more fun right. than having an impersonator per se. Ironically, some of them really do look like these people. It's crazy, but typically it's a tribute to the music. So we've got a CCR concert coming on the fourth. Creedence Clearwater um, Revival. Creedence Clearwater, and um, on the eleventh of May, we've got a local doctor. So again, lots of different things. Um, his name is Kiva Karandish. He is a pianist. He's got a brother who's also a fantastic artist. Um, and they're going to put on a great show as well. Um, on the 12th, Mother's Day proper, is Esteban. It's the real Esteban. We get that question a lot. He's fantastic. He comes about three times a year uh, with his daughter, Teresa, who's also just a phenomenal violinist. Is, uh, is there a fake Esteban? Is, I, probably. <laughs> we don't know. Okay. <laughs> We got the real deal. So, and then on the 17th, we've got a show called Queen Nation. This is a Queen tribute, and it is amazing. 
It really, really is amazing. Most tickets, most of the production companies price their tickets the same. So typically, you're looking at twenty-two dollars um, per seat as a senior, sixty-five and over, or twenty-five if you're under sixty-five. Sometimes, like Esteban, he charges a little more, um, and then sometimes you'll come in for a show and it'll be twelve dollars, or it'll be a local theater troupe, and you can, you know, you, there's an eight-dollar ticket to come in and see, you know, the right. kiddos in the community perform on the stage. So. Pricing varies. Check our website. Call us. That's why we're in the office during the week is to talk to you. Right. What's the website? Uh, Ding. Ding. Uh We've got a Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young show coming on the 18th. That obviously is a tribute as well. And then on the 31st, we've got um, Carbon Jones, who's a blues guitarist. Again, um, not a tribute. So all kinds of different things. If you Excellent. have questions, call. We've got some shows that come in during the year that sell out literally within weeks, mm -hmm. and it could be something that's scheduled for December. If it's on the schedule now, certain shows don't last, so call yeah. me. I know I was Colette. talking to Colette a few days ago, and she said that looks like November and December are already booked up, and yeah. they'll be going live on the on the website in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we're, so. we're done, you guys, yeah. and it's only April, so yeah. it's good stuff. Yep. It's good stuff. So yeah, get in there. Don't worry about the tributes or not. Um, it's good. Yeah, I've seen a couple of them. Uh, they're it's fantastic. Amazing. Fantastic yes. groups. Yeah. So, I yeah. think our tribute bands are every bit as good as they are in Branson, Missouri, right. or mm -hmm. Las Vegas. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're excellent. And a lot of these folks do travel to those places. Some of them right. travel worldwide. Mm -hmm. um, these are, this is no joke talent. Yeah. This right. Is, no. Top notch. Great, great music, great sound, yep. and a great place. Great place. Absolutely. Yeah, so okay. that's what's happening in me. Excellent, excellent. Uh, well, now I'm supposed to ask myself a question uh, about what's happening at the Performing Arts Center. We are next door to the theater, and we have just embarked on some events of our own, and we will be continuing that uh, for a little while. For the month of May, uh, we have a couple of events coming up on Cinco de Mayo. We've partnered in with uh, Mile High Comedy Theater um, and American Improv Theater uh, for a, a day-long seminar on how to be a comedian. Uh, if, if you think you're funny, you can come. <laughs> and you, or you think you want to be funny and you'd like to learn some tips, uh, there'll be a day-long, two-day-long, three-day-long seminars about... Uh, how to present yourself on stage, how to present your material, and then after the show, after the seminars, we will have a live improv show up on the third floor of the Elks Performing Arts Center in the Crystal Hall. And that's uh, $5 to get in the door. There'll be a, a beer and wine bar available, and everybody who's registered will have an opportunity to go up on stage and strut their stuff, so to speak. Um, so if you're interested in doing something like that, please go to the website, uh, elkstheater.com, and just scroll down till you'll see the uh, Mile High graphics, and there's a link embedded there. Just click on the link, and they'll tell you everything it is you need to know. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> then, And that's happening, obviously, on Cinco de Mayo, which is a week from Sunday. Uh, then on the 13th, uh, we have uh, Top of the Elks, which is our every other second, second Monday. Monday yes, yeah, so second Monday of the month, uh, we have a jazz 
dinner uh, with dancing up on the top floor of the Elks uh, Performing Arts Center. And uh, this month's band is the band Mint. And they've been there before. They were a great band, really tight, uh, good sound. And uh, again, in a beautiful place as well, up there in the, in the Grand Ballroom. Um, and it's uh, $35 a person. However, it includes uh, first drink free, free food, uh, all you can eat, provided by, or at least until it runs out, yes. <laughs> uh, provided by El Gato Azul, uh, and also the Flying Nest Movement Arts, uh, Earl Duque, uh, is there, and they provide two dance lessons, uh, one before the show and one in an intermission, so you can kind of get your footwear or your footsteps down uh, as you go forward. Um, one other thing we've also done, uh, and this just happened last week, uh, we teamed up uh, with the Arizona Philharmonic, mm -hmm. and we will be having four shows, uh, two at the end of this year, and then two scheduled into next year, 2020, uh, featuring local uh, classical artists. Um, and we're really excited about this new program that we just started. And also, we have also also we have partnered with the uh, folk sessions, uh, Tom Agostino, mm -hmm. and we have uh, three bands, artists coming uh, through this year and scheduling more as as uh, he finds the talent and brings nice. them in. So really nice. Um, so that's what's going on at the. Uh, at the Elks Performing Arts Center this year. Um, so that's about it. Um, I'd like to thank our two guests, Maxine and Jennifer, for thank coming you. by and talking about what's happening at the theater and a little bit of the history and themselves. Looking forward to it. Next month, on May 24th, you, you have to come and watch. Okay, you don't miss the show. We have got something coming up for the community that is gonna touch everybody and you don't want to miss it it's going to be huge we got a meeting next week with some people and it's get just going to be get, yeah it's going to be great so once we get everything settled out the who what when and where we'll make some announcements but hopefully we'll have some really big guests next month on the 24th on this show uh at the uh what do we call this? We call this Under the Elk. Under Thank you for listening. <laughs> Have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.